Crosby and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time with Bryant and Brett in our family leisure studios. And joining us now to talk some Grizzlies, the Grizzly beat writer for the commercial appeal, DeMichael Cole, joins us now. DeMichael, thanks so much for joining us in the Grizzlies. After last night, they finally have a win in the win column. Uh, one in six now as they come back to Memphis. Is there kind of a, you know, sort of a, they finally got that one off and they finally have a win and maybe playing a little tense, maybe they can relax a little as they come back home for these next couple games? I think so. I, I think that's a good way of putting it. You know, you finally get that one. You know, before you can get two, before you can get three, before you can get 40, before you can get 50, you, you got to get one. And it, it took them a while, but uh, we'll see where they go from here because it, it's two ways it could have happened in my mind. And, uh, you know, from their perspective, you, you kind of got Luke Kennard finally to have a big game. Bismack Biombo got his first start. Uh, he showed some things. We know Dez and Jaron have kind of been playing well, I think, for the you know over the full course of the season so far. So uh, you're starting to see kind of what the recipe looks like for them to have success. And I think that kind of can ease things from Taylor Jenkins' perspective as well because, I mean, just watching the Grizzlies, it's not just, you know, the players. I, I wouldn't say that there hasn't been structure in terms of the rotations and things like that, but it's early in the season for everyone. You can tell Taylor Jenkins has just been all over the place trying to figure out who who can, you know, really help this team get those wins. DeMichael, if, if nothing else, to get that win to kind of change the conversation a little bit. Now, it will really change if they could win Wednesday night or take take both of these this week at home at FedEx Forum. On defense, will Biombo help Jaron? I think so. And it's kind of, you know, it, the way the way Jaron Jackson Jr. plays is when he's at his best, the Grizzlies have him kind of roaming around in a freestyling type way, and it, it allows him to get a lot of those help side blocks. He can cover up for a lot of the guard mistakes uh, when guys are beat off the dribble and things like that. But in order for that to work, you have to have a rim protector on the back end. Uh, Xavier Tillman, I think, has done a fine job from the ability of like holding guys below their regular field goal percentage numbers around the rim. But with Biombo, what you get is more defensive playmaking. So I think uh, you know, with your question, will he help Jaron? I think yes, but at the same time, I think that Xavier Tillman and Steven Adams also helped Jaron from that perspective of all three of those guys uh, can kind of play solid defense, you know, around the rim. But uh, the difference with Biombo is the fact that the defensive playmaking potential. You know, Steven Adams was, a, I think, a really good rim protector. But he wasn't, uh, you know, known as a shot blocker. Same thing with Xavier Tillman Senior. Solid rim protector in terms of holding guys below their normal field goal percentage numbers. But he's not known as a shot blocker like Jaren. The Grizzlies' offense, when it's at its best, they get into that second gear. Second gear is basically them getting out in transition, and for for them to be able to do that, you get rebounds, or you create steals, you create blocks, create turnovers. So now you got another guy who's one of the best shot blockers in the NBA to go along with Jaron, along with Marcus Smart being one of the top guys right now in the league in steals per game. And now you have more defensive playmakers. So it helps Jaron, but I think it helps the offense probably a little bit more. 
Uh, Luke Kennard, his third game back uh, last night after that concussion, and, and shot the ball much better, four for six from three last night, finished with 15 points off the bench. What did you make of his performance last night? It's about time, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's about time. I mean, he's been struggling so so much in the game, and it's weird, guys, because I'm telling you, when I go to these practices, it's just like the ball ain't touching the rim when Luke Kennard is shooting it. But then you go into the games, it's like, what what's going on? Especially when he came back from, you know, the time off and the struggles kind of continued a little bit. But um, just like the team, it looks like he got that one. And you can tell, you know, I mean, even with one of the one of the shots that he missed, it, it felt like, you know, he was feeling good. It looked like he was feeling good. He shot it, but like, you know, heat check, dropped his arms real fast. So uh, I think he's in a good spot. But, but I've said, you know, a lot, like for the Grizzlies to be at their best, I think he has to be one of those microwave six-man type players. You know, uh, I think yesterday's game was a perfect example of that. When I say microwave six-man type guy, 15 points off the bench is what he gave him yesterday. But it's not just that. It's that instant. When he gets in the game, he can change a game. He was plus 30. That was the highest on the team. And he played 32 minutes. So uh, most of the great six-man in the NBA, they come off the bench but they finished the game in the lineup. They don't start, they're not in the starting lineup, but they're in the closing lineup. And we saw him, you know, be a big part of that 26-3 run to end the game. DeMichael Cole with us from the Commercial Appeal on all things Grizzlies. He's on the beat covering the Grizzlies for the Commercial Appeal. One in six, so 18 to go without Ja. How much is this one in six start on Ja Morant? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you talk about just the basketball side of it, it it's a it's a decent amount that's on him for sure because uh, you're missing your primary ball handler, which has led to this adjustment phase with with Marcus Smart and 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 you know Derrick Rose and all these guys. Whereas if you had Ja in the lineup, you have much a little bit more continuity, and, and you wouldn't be replacing as much. We know the scoring potential, and I'm looking at the jumps that Dez and Jaren have taken. Like I don't I don't think it is as simple as they're being put in different roles because Ja is out. Uh, you can see the growth in Desmond Gant, in Desmond's game for sure. You can see the growth in Jaron Jackson Jr.'s you know, game. So it, it, it looks like, I mean, the Grizzlies could be one of those teams where, I mean, they probably don't all average 20-plus points per game this season because, you know, the volume will go down a little bit, especially for Jaron. But uh, those three guys on the floor together could be really dangerous and hard for opponents to stop. So uh, this 25-game stretch without Ja is really going to hurt the team from the standpoint of when we look back at the standing and if the Grizzlies are two games outside of the sixth spot or they're two games away from the three seed and now they got to play be the four seed and potentially, you know, match up against someone like the Nuggets in the first round at the one seed or whatever the case may be. It's always going to be that case where, man, if we had Ja for those games, we could have put ourselves in a better position. So I think it, it's fair. You know, uh, to put you know some of that on Josh for sure. I I I, re- I knew it was going to be a lot. I didn't realize well, until the double whammy with Steve Adams just how far the, or how deep the hole can get dug in this twenty five. And I you know I, I'm I'm not hitting any panic buttons yet, but I, I'm I may be searching for the the circuit board to, to try to find the the panic button because you can't afford to fall too far behind. Not in this West. This is this is the stretch right here, Brett. I think this is it uh, because we're about to find out what they're made of. You got the one win, right? 
And if you go back and, and they're sinking in losses again, then look, it, it might be it might be time to start looking at who are the top draft picks. You know, yeah. it makes you class. But uh, this is what this is the good check mode. It, it's super early and, and all that stuff. But I keep telling people, you can say it's early, but at the same time, you're in the Western Conference, right? Uh, Golden State looks good. Uh, or Dallas you can get looks, late real fast. Yes, Dallas looks good. Like Dallas was a team that I didn't even have in my my top eight, and and they look good. We'll, we'll see what happens to the Pelicans without you know CJ McCollum, however long he's out uh, there. But the Nuggets look good. The Suns, they're saying that they're going to get Bradley Beal and Devin Booker back within the next week. So I'm probably, they're probably going to be playing really good ball around that time. So it's like you got to get going. And right now you got two games against the Heat and Jazz. The Heat. They are the Miami Heat, but they are struggling right now. You get the Jazz at home. I think that's a very winnable game. Then you go on the road for three games. Uh, three tough games at the Clippers, at the Lakers, at the Spurs. But look, man, I mean, if, if the Grizzlies are the team that people want them to be, you, you go. You need to try to take two out of those three because when you get back from playing San Antonio, you get the uh, Boston Celtics, currently undefeated team, at home on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. And it doesn't get much easier after that. Like, I mean, you get the Suns, the Timberwolves, and the Jazz again after that. So, it it's a tough schedule. But get, they gotta you gotta beat the good teams now. Like, you put yourself in a, in a tough position. You know, losses to the Blazers, the Jazz, the Wizards. Uh, you, you you should at least try to win two out of three when you when you have those type of games. But uh, at the same time, this is good check time. These heat these heat and Jazz games. Uh, you want to win those, especially before you go on the road. But the Clippers, there's going to be a few games in potentially with James Harden at that point. Uh, the Lakers, and then you get the Spurs, who shown you know improvement with Victor Wembanyama before you get the Boston Celtics. So this is a big stretch. This stretch is going to tell us, I think, everything we need to know. DeMichael, I said earlier, way back, you know, about two hours ago, I fear that there are more six-game losing streaks ahead than there are six-game winning streaks. That schedule's tough. I mean, uh, the way I look at it right now is Dez, Dez and Jaren are going to be really good for you. and But teams are zeroing in on, on Dez and Bain, but there will be teams with better top elite defenders that I don't think the Grizzlies have seen that many of them yet. You know, when you play the Boston Celtics, they're going to throw Derek White, Drew Holiday, those type guys yeah. at them. You know, um, Jaron Jackson Jr., they're going to throw Victor Wimbayama against them. We've seen Anthony Davis have success, you know, against them. Uh, the Clippers are going to throw Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Like, granted, these other teams have been, you know, putting their top but like the Mavs. It was like Derrick Jones Jr. Like, he, he's solid, but, you know, it's, it's a step below. Same thing with the Utah Jazz, Portland Trailblazers. Uh, you know, Denver is fine on that end, but Contagious Caldwell Pope doesn't scare me like any of those names. Uh, that I just mentioned. Herb Jones was a good one, you know, for the first game of the season. But the point is, uh, I don't think, you know, Desmond Bain has seen many of those those elite perimeter guys that will really kind of hunt uh, your top scorer. And, and that's that's only to say that, to get back to your point about the win streaks and losing streaks, I think the answer to that question is, if a team can limit Desmond Bain, are you confident enough that Luke Kennard, that Marcus Smart, that on any night that Desmond Bain has an off night, one of those guys will give you at least 18 points, possibly even 20. And if you're confident in that, 
then you're more confident in the potential of a six-game win streak. But yeah. if you say, eh, I don't think so, then, you know, I mean, I think the losing streak is the more likely option. But uh, you you got to try to tread water until Ja gets back. Because, again, Ja, when he gets back, now you move, you know, that top defender off of this and onto Ja. And Ja has, you know, shown that he can have success against top defenders, against top, you know, uh, defensive teams. So, uh, you need you 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 just need that that uh, you need that insurance for for Desmond Bain. I think even more more for him than, than Jaron Jackson Jr. because uh, he's probably their best offensive threat right now. Demichael, uh, Derrick Rose has been on the uh, the injury list. Uh, since I think last Tuesday or Wednesday, um, so for most of this week, obviously it gives you a lot um, of depth at point guard, especially with John Morant out. What have you heard about this injury, and how long do you think we're looking for Derrick Rose to be out? I think we should know we should know more um, on Wednesday for sure on on Derrick Rose. I haven't heard too much lately. Just you know, we should expect an update this week, and and we'll uh, see kind of where he is at that point. Going back to Bismack Biombo, obviously uh, the Grizzlies had to wait that what five games that John Morant was out to to be able to add Bismack Biombo to the roster, and so after these twenty five games, uh, the Grizzlies are going to have to make a decision, and and someone is going to be off of this roster. Uh, wh- what do you think about that decision? Do you think this is just Bismack? We're adding you uh, until this twenty five game stint is over, or do you think we could see somebody else um, being removed from this roster? Yeah, I, I said it from the jump. I mean, it's 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 a trial period for, for Bismack Biombo, yeah. but it's a trial period for a whole bunch of other guys too. Um, I think you know if he if he's giving you you know eight eight points and and it doesn't even have to be eleven boards. I mean, he's giving you eight points, nine boards, two blocks. Yeah, and it's translating to success. Like in yesterday's game where he was plus eighteen. Oh yeah. Uh, why would you take him off the roster? I mean, look. I like a lot of people think that Kenneth Lofton Jr. can can be a productive NBA player, but I like a lot of people are not on the Grizzlies coaching staff. Hmm. And what I will say in that thing is what was really what really caught my eye was there were a lot of well not a lot because they only played you know seven games at this point, but there were a few games this season so far where Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson Jr. were your power forward and your center in the starting lineup, and they basically staggered for pretty much majority, if not all of the game, the minutes at center. That's very rare that a team wow. basically say, we, we'd rather play our power forward and our starting center over the course of 44 to 48 minutes of the game at center rather than uh, using the one backup center that we have left on the roster. That's I mean, I don't think there's – you can say, oh, we believe in this guy and, and all that, but at the end of the day, if you're down to pretty much one center in your rotation and you still don't play a guy um, – that's a little scary to me. You know, I, I feel like there's no way around that. I feel like if, if you don't think that, then you're probably in denial because uh, this was the time where I, I thought and many others thought, that, oh, this is the perfect chance for Kenneth Lofton Jr. to kind of show uh, what he can do at this level. But it's kind of been similar to the past where we've only seen him, you know, in small bursts. You know, we saw him score 12 points a couple games ago. I think the game against the Jazz, the blowout game, uh, we saw him score – I think 12 points in that game. We saw him get a little bit of run in this last game, and, you know, it was good for, for, for a little bit of that stretch. I think he uh, had uh, a couple a couple blocks, assists, uh, uh, rebounds, points. Like, he, he was he was good, but it just feels like they don't trust him. And um, 
being that his his contract is probably the easiest to move. And I know some people are, you know, like to do John Conchar or possibly like a Jake LaRavia or something mm-hmm. like that. But the Grizzlies also just exercised Jake LaRavia's contract for the season. So there's going to be some money left on the table if you do that. Uh, John Conchar, he just got extended uh, last last summer, uh, this two summers ago. Uh, so he's on a new contract this season. So uh, it's a lot of money that will be left on the table in, in those cases. And it kind of feels like, you know, uh, Lofton would probably be the most expendable. Lofton had 12 last Wednesday night, I think, out yep. of Utah. DeMichael, in, in that Utah game and Friday night in Portland, and even last night in the win, there were some combinations out there that were hard to believe they were logging that many minutes. Yeah, I, I think I think that's where it is. You know, it, and that's why I said Taylor Jenkins has just been trying, he's filling things out, right? You know, these, all these different lot of combinations, uh, different guys. You know, I think I was talking to Marcus Smart, you know, a few days before they left, and he was like, man, guys are playing roles that they probably didn't even envision themselves playing right. at this point in time. And it's early, so there's a lot of adjustments going on. I mean, we saw David Roddy play the small ball four role, I think, in like one preseason game, you know, with rotation guys. And then all of a sudden, he's kind of playing that role for the entirety of the season up to this point because, you know, they haven't had Santi Aldama or they haven't had, you know, uh, Xavier Tillman in his last game or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, guys are playing different roles and, and whatnot, but, uh, I feel like the Biz Magliambo, uh signing, uh, having Xavier Tillman potentially return, uh, now you and, and Santi Aldama back, now you're going to be back to your, your four guys that you got, your two guys at power forward, your two guys at center, and that'll kind of solidify some things. You know, now you can you play two two guys at small forward, you know you're going to play Dez and Luke, and then you got Marcus Smart, and however you want to handle the point guard position that Derrick Rose gets back. So uh, you got options for sure, but I think, they can get to a point after this week where they have stability in that in that rotation. When you go see Taylor pregame Wednesday night, boy, and DeMichael, we know this. Two weeks can make a world of difference in sports. It really does feel different than the 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 hopeful glee of opening night, doesn't it? Oh yeah, because it's it's a it's a shock to the system. I mean, zero and six after you, you go get Marcus Smart to, to replace Dylan Brooks, right? And, and just, I mean, I think Marcus Smart has played pretty good. I don't, I don't think he's been bad by, by any means. You know, he's turned the ball over a little bit, but I think he's shooting well. Uh, he's, he's made some nice nice passes, you know, and stretches. He's playing on the ball, off the ball, and he looks, you know, effective in either situation. So, uh, I'm like, yeah, you, you get you get these guys. And, I mean, Steven Adams gets hurt. He's out for the season. And then you, you don't have Santi Aldama. Yeah. Luke, Luke Kennard gets hurt first game. It can like, turn on you. Yeah, it, it, it turned really fast. And even at that point, you thought, well, it's the Grizzlies, right? They won 50 plus games the last two years. Sure, they can go on this this little West Coast trip against teams that are not even projected to make the play in and get two out of three. And then they lose the first two, get blown out, and then blow a lead late. So it's like, man, you know, it, it's definitely a shock to the system. But, uh, you, you know, we were talking about it, you know, a few days ago. I mean, some of the players, uh, you know, they, they it's it's on their mind. Things like, oh, you know, the Lakers were a team last season, started two of ten, right? Yeah. Uh, we've seen several other seasons where uh, teams get off the slow starts. I know. Uh, I was talking to a player, and we were talking about how Golden State 
I think it was 2016, they lost opening night to the Spurs. Spurs beat them up real good. And uh, maybe it was 2017, but they get 2017, I think it was. They lost to the Spurs, then they lost to the Cavaliers on Christmas, and then they go to the playoffs and they just obliterate everyone in the playoffs. Like, you know, it wasn't even close. So it's like you, you be careful with overreacting to these things because you know that there's a process that has to play out. Yeah. Michael, last thing for you, Grizzlies back at home uh, in action Wednesday night against the Heat. This Heat team, uh, another team that's kind of struggled early, two and four, both their wins coming at home. What do you expect from this one on Wednesday night? I, I think this is a very winnable game. You know, the Heat are in a similar position to the Grizzlies where they're figuring a lot of things out. You know, they don't have Max Struess anymore. They yeah. don't have uh, Gabe Vincent anymore. Uh, Josh Richardson was one of their free agent signings that they kind of expected, you know, a lot for. And he, he's been, you know, out of the lineup. So it's like they're in a similar position where they're trying to figure out uh, rotations and things like that and who plays well with who. Uh, Tyler Hero's playing really good for them. But Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler. But I think that's a very winnable game. You know, Bam Adebayo, uh, it, I mean, it'll be fun to see, you know, Bam Adebayo uh, against, you know, that Grizzlies front court with, uh, you know, Biombo and Jaron Jackson Jr. So I think it's a very winnable game for the Grizzlies. And, again, this is a game, I, honestly, you better win it before you go to the West Coast trip. And then you get the, the Celtics right after that. Even with this rough start, I would rather play Miami now than in late March. Oh, yeah. You, you don't you don't want to get a, a Eric Spolster coach team around that time. He, he'll be ready at playoff time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it should be a fun one Wednesday night, DeMichael. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll do this again next Monday. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, DeMichael. Thank you. Thank you so much, DeMichael Cole from the Commercial Appeal, and a really good uh, really update of where we are with the Grizzlies and how it's changed in these two weeks. Yeah. Brian, if around town, those, those win numbers, season and the 25 without a job, mm-hmm. they've really changed. No, they've they've changed drastically. I mean, I, I remember coming in here both. I mean, when we were doing our preseason, just full season, and way long time ago when we were doing our first 25, and we went back to it uh, right before the season, and we were saying, okay, I think you could, you know, have a winning record after that 25 13, games. 12. Yeah, and, and now that just looks, um, I mean, it would be a miracle if, if that was to happen. So, I mean, it's it's rough. I mean, 1-6, I don't think any team wants to look up and, and see 1-6 as their record through seven games. But, you know, like I said to start off with the Michael, maybe maybe they just need to get that first win, you know, playing real tight, playing just trying to get that first win. And maybe once you get that, maybe you can start playing more relaxed in your style of basketball. And maybe some of those wins can start, uh, you know, building up a little. I had 13 and 12 without Ja. I had 44 total, seven seed. I'd take that right now and not play another day on Yeah, I, I would as well. Um, because that's just, I mean, it's a hole they're in right now. One and six, it's a, it's a big hole. And, you know, a couple games at home uh, will definitely help. It sure will. Our title sponsor of this hour is the great people at Hewlett and Dunn, Boot and Jean on the historic square in Carryville since 1961. You've got to make the trip and, and see everything decorated for the holiday season and, it, and it, even more to come. But it is just a perfect scene in Collierville. Charles Hall, he started working there in his teens. And now with his wife, Laura, they own the place known for all the boots, but also accessories, clothing, and a cap for any team for any season. Western wear, safety toe boots, soft toe boots, rubber boots, work boots. 
They have them for every occasion at Hewlett Dunn, but they have so much more than that. From head to toe, they've got you covered with every brand imaginable. Anderson Bean, Dan Post, Ariat, whether for men or for women, the men's and women's clothing, they have the jeans, they have the pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear, and the best duckhead collection you'll find. And I know at Christmas time, at the holiday season, it's the jacket buying time of the year. They've got the jacket. Charles and Laura Hall, they invite you to 111 North Center Street or to HewlettDunn.com, but they're on the square in Carville and want you to come by and say hello. Boot care products, sunglasses, hats, and every area team snapback cool hat you can think of. Mississippi State, Tennessee, the Tigers, Ole Miss, the Razorbacks. And for the tra- for travel season, they've got a travel bag selection that is top-notch. HewlettDunn.com, but please visit, stop by, say hello at 111 North Center Street, on the square in Collierville at Hewlett and Dunn. Well, Brett, it's Monday, so we've got Monday night football tonight. Chargers and Jets. Let's get to a break. When we come back, we'll have our Ruth's Chris Monday night football pick and preview. Also, our big four quarterbacks combined for the Jets and Chargers. That's next on Sports Time. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett and Dunn Boot and Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Monday Night Football in the Big Apple. Jets and Chargers, okay, when they made the schedule way back when, they were kind of factoring in somebody else being there tonight. Had a great conversation Saturday in Oxford with Phil Savage, the director of college scouting for the Jets, and I asked him, and I, I was being serious. I said, y'all, y'all drafting all offensive linemen? He goes, no. He, he goes, I know. I think that's what everybody's expecting us yeah. to do. But right now, he said, organizationally, top to bottom, we want we, we just want to get talented. We want more players. Interesting. And he didn't say it, but I think they were really keeping an eye on a, a, a lot of the A&M defensive players, yeah. uh, defensive line, because that, that coach of the Jets, we know he can coach defense. And if you can keep in games with Zach Wilson, yeah. if you got Aaron Rodgers back or you got better at quarterback, you're going to be in good shape in the future for the Jets. Oh, absolutely, and that—that that, I mean, they've been winning games. I mean, they're four and three right now, and I think uh, four and three is much better than I think a lot of people. Oh, yeah, I think I think if you had told people in week nine the Jets would be four and three, I think a lot of people would say you're crazy after uh, the start of the season and that Aaron Rodgers injury and and a couple of those games after that. But they've been playing good. They've been playing inspired, and so yeah, I mean, I think I think they've got a good shot tonight at home. And he said Aaron Rodgers, even before the injury, 
you just can't imagine the great teammate and presence that he's been, and even with the injury, how he's been around, that he's helping, you know, Zach Wilson, and and he he didn't say this, but Zach Wilson needs help. Yeah, he needs an quarterback mismatch tonight. I mean, well, you're right, but Brett, I mean. But isn't it every week with Herbert? Yeah, a lot of weeks it, with Herbert. It really is. I mean, he's he's one of the better quarterbacks in the game. Um, but is he becoming the new Philip Rivers? That's a a lot of fantasy football numbers. Sure. Very little winning. He's twenty eight and twenty nine as a wow. starter wow. in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the but how much? And again, how much of that is is on the team as a whole, and how much of that is on their head coach and some of the decisions that he makes? When he's, I, I think there are a lot of people that think. He, he could be out at yeah. the end of the year, and Harbaugh's name will be in the middle of that. Sure. Somebody quarterback-oriented yes. will be in that. Certainly. Because I mean, you got a great one there. And With Lincoln Riley across town. Remember when he was going to be the Cowboys coach? Yeah. Remember oh, that? Oh, I do remember that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. That's, I think that it's, it's going to be some wild names around right. the Chargers if it opens because yeah. what everybody thinks they can build with. Over the weekend, I was 4-2 and two in the NFL. Mm. Throw a party. You were 2-4. <laughs> Yikes. Don't throw I a party. I was 4-2 and two in college. You were 3-3, three and three, but you got there straight up yeah. with the Kansas Jayhawks Huge. over yeah. Iowa State. So I made up some ground tonight's pick, Chargers, minus 3.5 on the road against the Jets. I'm taking the Chargers. Mm, I'm going to go the opposite way, and I'm going to go with uh, the New York Jets. Uh, like you said, they're playing inspired football. Um, Three-and-a-half-point dog at home. I-, I like him here. I'll take the Jets. Have you seen enough of Tyler Badgett with the Bears? It really hurts you. You were getting uh, you were, you were were getting how many in that game? Eight-and-a-half? Eight-and-a-half. Got and there. They, Just barely. They got there. Just barely. Right? I had you down as a loss when that was a win. Oh no, that was a win. Yeah, just just you, barely. They they. Well, you got to correct me. You were three and three. I'm sorry. Place. I'm sorry. I didn't know the exact numbers. Yeah, they they only lost by seven. Should have lost by like yeah. three touchdowns. Um, but uh, yeah, only lost by a touchdown. No, I I mean the turnovers are are a killer for him. Um, but you know he is very composed in the pocket for like ninety percent of the game. How strong is his arm? It's not super strong, um, but he he completes. He gets the ball. the ball out though. He does. He gets the ball out and usually completes it. If he doesn't complete it, it's an interception. Um, not too many incomplete passes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think what could be the best thing for him is getting out of Chicago somehow and finding an organization that has a stable quarterback. Maybe a quarterback that's getting it, it feels over there. Back this week, right? Uh, yes, yeah, should be back this week. Um, and uh, and maybe like sit for a couple of years, take everything in, learn, and then maybe one day could be a, a star. I mean, this is the guy that has the the passing record for Division two football. I mean, this guy's no no joke. I think just uh, you know needs to get into the right situation. And if his dad throws you in a headlock, it's oh over. man, I, that's another reason I don't want to say anything bad. They might track mm, me down, and sure that's could. not a not a family I want to mess with. Tonight, Monday Night Football, the place to watch it is at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. For any occasion, treat yourself to one of the classic USDA prime beef steak season and broil to perfection. Then serve sizzling hot on one of Ruth's signature 500-degree plates. Trust us on the temperature and trust us on a great time at Ruth's Chris Memphis in Regalia 
with plenty of safe parking, safe free parking, and for your holiday get-together, it's time to book it now. That's the place to have the fun. You can hear the sizzles now. It's how celebrating and enjoying Monday night football should be done, whether it's date night, after a big win, or just because. Raise a stake in celebration at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Memphis in the Regalia Shopping Center. Open for lunch on Sunday, happy hour Monday through Thursday, 4 to 6, and Sunday, 3.30 to 6. Most hospitable steakhouse in town. Ruth's gift cards for the holidays, they're available. They're always available, but it's, it's a good gift for anybody. Kevin Johnson, General Manager Jared Wells, his executive chef, chef and they want everyone to know about the holiday plans you need to start planning now for your perfect event. Patented boiling method. Hear the sizzles and enjoy Monday Night Football on all the TVs. Visit RuthChris.com to make a reservation and celebrate the right way at Ruth's Chris Memphis. All right, big four, all-time combine them, Jets and Chargers. All right, I'm going to start at number four and work my way up. At number four, I got Phillip Rivers from the Chargers. I mean, i got to throw him a bone, get him in there in the top four. Wow, really? Number three, I've got Dan Fouts from also the Chargers. I got him too. Whoa, wow, I'm interested in your list now. Number two, Aaron Rodgers makes number two. He's throwing one pass, Brett. We've been through this. Well, Brett, he's worn the uniform. That's all I needed to see You had him. him in your Jets big four on the first Monday night before he threw the one pass. Brett, if I recall correctly, I think I had him number one in my big four Thank you to did. start the season. Uh, but that was before he threw a pass. Then he got injured. So he drops down a spot he, he, because he of the injury. He has as many completions uh-huh. with the Jets as me and you and yeah. Johnny combined. That's correct. Um, but because of the injury. Johnny, help me out with Brian I mean, with, with Aaron Rodgers. Well, I, look, Brett, I hate to knock a guy for an injury, but I had to today drop him down a spot to two. Number one, Joe Namath. All right, my number one is Joe Namath. Number two, Dan Fouts. Three, Phillip Rivers. Four, Justin Herbert. Oh, wow. Justin Herbert is there. there. Wow. I mean, Stan Humphreys took the Chargers to a Super Bowl. Vinny Testaverde had good good yeah. play with the Jets. He did. And Mark Sanchez as well. But they're not better. Neither one of them are better than wow. Herbert. Wow. That's uh, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I I struggle on these. I guess not. I shouldn't say that because I have Aaron Rodgers on my list. But a lot of times when I'm thinking of top four quarterbacks, last year when we did different types of positions and stuff, I always, I always forget about the current players. I always want to go back to the past players and the past great quarterbacks. I usually never think about the current players. You know, if you're going to have Aaron Rodgers in there with one pass thrown and zero completion. We have Zach Wilson in here, Brett. Now, this guy played for the Chargers. He wasn't any good. He was, it was at the end, and he had nothing left. Okay. But Johnny Unitas was with the Chargers. That is true. That is true. I could have had him. Could have had Brett Favre on, on, on my list for the Jets. Uh, oh, Brett, we sure I mean, could have. Could have Brett Favre. That was, a year, that was a year to forget. I, I almost threw you for one, and, and when I was talking about Aaron Rodgers being number two and I had to move him down, I almost told you that I had Brett Favre at number one, but then I... Chino Smith? I guess it. Uh, Chad Pennington? Uh, no. Ch- Chad Pennington more, I think, than Gino. Stan Humphreys did go to the Super Bowl yeah. with the Chargers, and I, I say it every time I, I bring up that Super Bowl run for the Chargers. 
Bobby Ross wins a national championship <laughs> at Georgia Tech and takes the Chargers to a Super Bowl. Incredible. You don't think that guy could coach? No, I mean, that's, in, that's incredible. That really is. Um, but, no, I uh, two good uh, big fours, I think. Tonight you're headed downtown to FedEx Forum for the Tigers and Jackson State, and then Friday night Tigers and Tigers in Columbia Grizzlies back home on Wednesday mm. night. And again on Friday night, all the college basketball going. How are you looking in your Oregon game? Uh, I, be honest, Brett. A little peek behind the curtain. My iPad died, so I have no idea what the score is. I'm I'm, in the, I'm in the dark right now. You don't have a charger? I think we're pretty good. Well, the way I the the spot I have my iPad set up, there's no real good place to plug it in. So uh, it's just sitting there dead now. I've been looking at it for like... What's that get you? Yeah, nothing. Um, I'm looking really good right now. 79, uh, 68 ducks over dogs. Yeah, we're looking we're looking really good right now. A minute, what, about a minute left in that minute game? Minute seven. Minute seven. I think Georgia, we're good. Inbounds oh, as we speak. Okay, well... I Corner can... three. Nothing but net. Oh, no. Oh, not Brett. For, oh, not no. Good. Not, not good for you, Brett. Not good for me. Okay, well, I'm panicking now. Yeah, um, you should. I should um, up eight. Here go. Here come the fouls. Oh gee. Well, that's good. I mean, the fouls help. I we have a minus four and a half. So we're feeling. It was an alt line. The regular line was I think six and a half when when tip off happened. So we took an alt line, bet it down a little bit, um, and so I, I I think I still feel comfortable at that four and a half right now. I'm I'm trying to find the last tip time tonight. I think it's 1030. UCLA. It sure is. Is that it? Ten thirty UCLA and Saint Saint Francis, Francis PA. There you yeah. go. Yeah, another ten thirty game. Washington Bellarmine is uh, also a ten thirty tip. So uh, we don't sit and watch all those, do we? Depends. No. No. Depends. Maybe if I, I can find them. If I can find someone to watch them. Problem is, is one of these Kansas State be USC at nine o'clock. I'll stay for that one. Boogie. Well, the Boogie yeah. Show's back, Brett. Y- y- your guy, Boogie. I mean, my guy, Boogie. Our guy, Boogie, Brett. Yeah. I mean, we, we like love our Cowboys. Boogie. No, your Cowboys. Uh, yeah, they're your Cowboys uh-huh, this week. Uh-huh. After that loss, they're my Cowboys. Thanks, Brett. I-, I see how it is. But let's go ahead and get to our final break of the day. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Boot & Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Brian Dacus. You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye. Hello. It's obviously crunch time. Hammer. Nail. Coffin. This baby is over. 
the Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito. So good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three-cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, both uh, what I learned and what I could have done without are both going to be college basketball-centric. With the season starting tonight, I learned a couple of things. I've learned Oregon put Georgia away 82-71. to um, So personally... 21 rebounds. Went in the book. Yeah, and Folly Dante, who I was shocked that he was still at school there, had 21 rebounds um, mm-hmm. for Oregon and 16 points. An unbelievable game. Um, for him, but w- what I also learned today is that you know uh, Zach Eady, Brett is a big individual. He is a massive human being. Um, I learned that Sanford obviously had no intention of winning the tip off tonight in their game against Purdue because at the center circle to do the opening tip off to start the season for Purdue and Sanford seven four Zach Eady and five eight Dallas Graziani, their point guard. Um, what a mismatch! Uh, that's yeah. for sure. That's hilarious to see. Did anybody really around. jump? Um, no. Zach Eady kind of jumped a little bit just to get his feet off the ground. Um, Dallas uh, tried his best, but was nowhere close. There are pictures going around on on Twitter right now about it. it's hilarious. I learned Ole Miss is a very fortunate eight and one, but sometimes you need some good luck. Good teams win close games. You know, the six home games this year in Ox- Oxford, three have been. Just ball in the air, really, at the buzzer yeah. with the opponent a chance to win or tie. LSU, Arkansas, and A&M were wild games and fun wins. As fun a home schedule as I can ever remember. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing I learned today, uh, USC fired their defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, yesterday. That yeah. defense has just been so bad this year. I hate, I say this all the time, I hate when coaches lose their job, especially um, middle of the season, but um, just really poor performance from those USC defenses. What I could have done without um, is that uh, Missouri will be down a man. And I guess I, I shouldn't say I could have done uh, without the fact that Missouri's going to be down a man when the Tigers play them um, this weekend. But it's the player that's going to be out because I wanted nothing more, Brett, than to see Connor Vanover, a former Memphis commit, play against the Tigers. Former everyone. He's been around. If, if there was a college basketball um, uh, what was those grids um, that everyone Immaculate played? Grid. Immaculate grid. If there was a college basketball immaculate grid, Connor Vanover would be all over the place. But uh, Connor Vanover is going to miss the first three games um, as a suspension because of his participation in the Portsmouth Invitational Tournament last April. The Portsmouth Invitational Tournament is a tournament for graduating players for them to have an extra opportunity to play in front of NBA scouts. And because of this, because he participated in that meant that he had no more eligibility well after that he was able to get another year of eligibility and go to Missouri so I hate this rule that he's not going to be able to play he's going to miss three games but I also hate that Connor Vanover is not going to be able to play the Tigers uh, the, the NCAA they, they just watch after the big stuff don't yeah, they yeah they do uh, I could have done without this remember when coach prime was the neatest thing ever going to uh-huh. revolutionize coaching oh, he's yeah. now four and five with games remaining at home against Arizona at Washington State and at Utah. One and two, maybe. Jerry Palm, a guest on these airwaves with Greg and Eli, he doesn't even have them in his bowl projections. 
Uh, we keep receipts too, Coach Prime. Oh, yeah. No bowl after a 3-0 and start. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, I remember before the season, everyone saying there's no way they get anywhere close to a bowl. They might not even get over their win total. And then after those first three games, everyone was saying, oh, wow, a bowl looks very, very realistic. And just once that conference play started, uh, really, really tough for Colorado. Where are you beaming tonight? Beam me to the Big Apple and MetLife Stadium. Was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Herbert. Instead, it's Zach Wilson for the four and three Jets against the three and four Chargers and Justin Herbert. We all love Herbert, but again, he's twenty eight and twenty nine, yeah. hundred seven touchdown passes, all that ability. But he's a lot like Philip Rivers, and Philip Rivers was a lot like Dan Fouts. They didn't win anything real big. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. Beam me, let me skip the traffic. Beam me down to FedEx Forum tonight for the Tigers. You got to get in opener. that traffic. I got to get in, in in just in a couple of minutes, actually. But beam me down there, and then right when that game's over, right after the Tigers have won their first game of the season, beam me out to Las Vegas, Nevada for Kansas State versus USC late tonight, nine o'clock. That game on TNT. Boogie Mania. That's right. Boogie. Twelve Ellis. NBA games tonight. Undefeated Boston at the T-Wolves. Uh, late in Denver, Pelicans 4-2 and two against the Champs 6-1. And, and Victor Wimbayama in Indianapolis tonight for the Spurs at the Pacers. 3-3 three three Spurs, 3-3 three three Pacers. Break out the red, white, and blue basketball That's for right. two old ABA teams. It's going to be a great night of games. Like you said, NBA, NFL, college basketball underway, hockey also in there. So a lot to watch tonight. Enjoy all of it. We'll talk to you again tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock.